What's up, everybody? Daryl Freider, the club CEO here, and we have another amazing episode of the My DJ Story podcast brought to you by the club app, the number one online community for DJs where you can stream for free and not get cut off. Today, we have my brother Dapper Josh here to share his DJ story. Brother, can you please introduce yourself to the people who you are and where you're oh, from? Absolutely. Thank you. So my name is Dapper Josh. I'm in the Boston region area. Mostly the New England is kind of where I jam out and do it all my DJing. But I've been DJing for a little over 20 years. And uh, now I am a professional live streamer with everything we got going on. Don't want to name that name that we've been kind of fearing for the past year. But yeah, kind of making some adjustments here going on. So, hey, brother, uh, you can name anybody, any company anything on this podcast we're open well i don't want to say covid you know what i mean we, we all kind of tired of saying covid oh so. no, no 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 i know what you mean that is <laughs> something now that you know we we're, we're in this space where this pandemic has really altered the lives of everything and um it's 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 it's, it's brought a lot of change um but i'm optimistic that a lot of things that happen because of the pandemic is going to really put us in a position to have a, a, a much better um, or more interesting society in regards to the way we do business and the way we interact as DJs. So I'm super excited about how we're going to you know, use this opportunity that you know may have seemed like a, a terrible thing, but turn it into something great. So I'm super optimistic about that. And um, there's yeah. always a silver line in everything. You just got to kind of look at the opportunities there. there. You can't find the um, the negatives excuses you got to find solutions that's really how you keep going moving on in this world so yeah definitely so yeah i would love to jump into your story talk about you know your beginning days as a dj you know what sparked your interest as a dj and yeah. tell me a little bit about how you got started great great question so i started probably through my brother i saw him bring home some gemini turntables in this busted mixer and i'm like what is that and what are you doing he's like i'm gonna be a dj so he wasn't really into it too much. I kind of took over his gear, but we both got introduced to his mutual friend. Well, uh, his name's Josh, but we call him um, Stakey. That was one of his nicknames. I showed up to his place in New Boston, New Hampshire, and he's just got bottles of booze everywhere. And he's got turntables, an old school of Aztex mixer, and a bunch of records. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Can you show me a little bit what you're doing with the scratching and like all this stuff? He's like, hey, no problem. He got me into it. And then every Saturday I would hang out with them. Instead of him going on the decks, I slowly went onto the decks uh, myself, started beat matching, you know, for the first long time. It was just like an absolute train wreck. But every Saturday I just kept showing up and it got a little bit better, a little bit better. People like, oh, that's a nice blend right there. Oh, you're transitioning. Oh, Wow, he actually kept the mix for 10 minutes now. Oh, he did three mixes. Oh, one after the other. And uh, that kind of expanded into something we call uh, the shack. So Stakey, he had a shack in the middle of the woods in New Boston, New Hampshire. And that's literally where I kind of cut my teeth for the first, I don't know, maybe 10 years of DJing. He had all sorts of records and I would just kind of bring my own, brought the own party atmosphere. And from there, I kind of got asked to go out and do some undergrounds and some raves and parties and clubs. It was all fine and dandy. But then I had a wife and a couple little ones. I'm like, you know, this doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense of coming home at 6 a.m. Sunday morning. My wife's going out the door at 8 a.m. And the two little ones are uh, running around the house and passing on the couch. So I kind of shifted over to the uh, event stream. So we're talking about weddings, corporate events wasn't necessarily thrilled to do weddings initially but now they're like they're dope they're like pretty much like a, a huge music festival you just kind of have to go at a different approach as like hey i'm here to rock a party people want to party i'm just going to play that music for them to party and have a good time keep getting those drinks so that's that's the name of the game 
Um, but with COVID happening, of course, everything kind of shifted to the live streaming, you know, did Twitch for a little bit. And then I kind of figured out, wait, you could actually do this for privates and do private Zoom parties and you get paid dope money. I was like, all right, let me go for this way. So now I'm doing like corporate events through Zoom. I'm actually doing music trivia now through the Zoom live parties for cocktail hours, dance parties for charities, things like that, help them raise money. But that's the name of the game. Just got to kind of keep grinding, kind of keep hustling. You can't quit no matter what's going on. So, I mean, I definitely gigged a few times last year. Definitely not as much gigging more this year. Just can't quit though, man. You got to keep at it. Wow, man. I really love your ability to pivot and transition where things have led you and you see opportunity like, hey, this is what's going on in the world and in my life. I got to make a change because Absolutely. if you just kind of let life do you as opposed to you taking control of life, you're not going to be happy. And you've just been able to pivot and transition as you see fit. And I love it. You just keep going, like you said. And tell me a little bit about some of the techniques that you're using today and how you go about, you know, generating income from these Zoom events and parties. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people that were DJing in person, weddings, events, clubs, you know, they haven't figured out how to make that transition and actually monetize on that. And that's something that you seem like you have figured out. Can you please you know, it, it share whatever you feel like sharing, but sh help people yeah. understand how they can capture some of this opportunity as well and be able to transition some of their career online and start, you know, earning a living. Yeah, that's a great question, Daryl. I, I think initially that it was like, what kind of DJ or live streaming DJ do I want to be? Do I want to be on, you know, those Twitch platforms and everything like that? And, you know, and could try to do a couple hours every day for a while, but you have something called DMCA, Digital Millennium Contact Act. Uh, that's a big downer as a DJ because we all play copyrighted music. I mean, that's what we do. We share the music that's out there and people go listen to it. Doesn't necessarily work in the live streaming industry. So I had to kind of really kind of dig down deep and kind of really think about what I wanted to really try to do. So we did some live streams and then I volunteered to DJ a live stream event for my wife's dance studio that she works at. That actually got kind of spread around to other dance studio owners. And they're like, wait, you're doing a dance party that's virtual on Zoom. How are you doing that? So my name got passed around to a couple different studios and it kind of just expanded right from there. And then I got uh, and I always kept the live streaming thing going on. So now that people are looking to do more live stream events, my name's out there a little bit more and people are now passing in those type of referrals to me, which is awesome. So I'm actually working on with the Easter Seals in the state of New Hampshire to do a virtual dance party for all 3,000 of their athletes, which would be dope. So that's that's a lot of athletes. So we'd have to probably do a couple different ones to kind of get everyone, but those would be fun. But the whole corporate virtual cocktail hours. So a lot of these corporations, they're all working remotely. Well, as a corporation, what can they do to kind of help boost the morale of their employees? Yeah, they can do some trivia night, stuff like that. It's fun for a little bit, gets a little bit old. How does a DJ come involved to it, kind of really amp up the party? Well, let's do some music trivia, but have a dance party and have it completely based on music too. So you're making it interactive, you're interacting with everyone, you're asking them to dress up in their favorite attire from that music era, whether it's 90s, 80s. They don't want to wear that, that's cool. Everyone's got a favorite band t-shirt they can rock and stuff like that. So you do cool things like that, and then you just try to keep them engaged the entire time and just say, hey, all right, the winner of this music trivia, I'm going to give them a free uh, mixtape for them. 30 minutes, whoever wins, they're going to get that mixtape all personalized just for them. So it's kind of another way to get people like, oh, I really want to win. I want that personal mixtape from that DJ because he's doing such a great job. 
And that's kind of the name of the game. You just want to be interactive. You want to be engaging, but you want to have fun. When you're having fun, that promotes to everyone else and everyone wants to have fun with you. It's really cool. Very magnetizing. That's amazing, brother. And I think that you figured out engagement and how to keep people alive and active during these Zoom parties, you know, because there's probably a lot of DJs out there that have tried it, but they just haven't figured out the, the key to engagement for these Zoom parties. And I see that you have things that provide incentive to people in ways that they're not, you're not buying like gift cards and monetary things. You're actually promoting yourself a little bit more, mm-hmm. giving away a free mixtape uh, online. And I think that that's super dope and innovative. You know, how did you, you know, see these opportunities and how did you kind of like iterate it and and get to this point where you're being successful with these Zoom parties? Talk to me about the regression and some of the things that you're realizing now that you're looking to test next. Oh, you just have to kind of trial by error, kind of see what works and see what doesn't work. I actually try to see what absolutely fails and blows up my face. Then you can kind of take a step back and go like, okay, that absolutely did not work and it did not work for these reasons. We're going to do this again, but this time we're going to do it differently. And that's really kind of the name of the game. Uh, For an example, over uh, December, around the holiday season, I teamed up with some singles groups. So these people are doing online dating. They're trying to kind of get their brand out there and try to hook up other people. So I teamed up with them to bring on more singles people. So we're doing literally a holiday virtual dance party. It was great but it wasn't great because you kind of learn things through zoom with their algorithm the best way to do it is you keep everyone muted and let everyone kind of chat through the chat feature once they start doing the video chat the algorithm kind of jumps here and there the sound of the music kind of completely drops to the bottom no one's having a lot of fun i wasn't having a lot of fun kind of stopped it regrouped for 30 minutes did it again made it fun you know there's just you just kind of have to figure out things that work for you what doesn't work for you but the main thing is too sometimes as djs we're just so into what we're doing on the decks that we kind of forget we have an audience live stream and you can't do that you have to engage hey thanks brian for coming on really appreciate you daryl yo mad respect to you shout out to you and your girl this song's for you stuff like that that's how you get people engaged that's how they keep coming back you know when you start building that connection even though if you never met them but I guarantee everyone out there has a new connection in this world because of COVID. They couldn't talk directly, so they learned another way of communication. That's really what it is. It's just communicating another way. Yeah, definitely. I feel like you're creating the new standard for what these virtual parties should look like because there are things that you do at in-person events to get engagement. But now the game is so different and you're figuring out ways to do it in a very natural way and getting people involved in a way that they are feeling like they're there. And I think that that's the difference between what you're doing and what most people are doing, like on platforms like Twitch and Instagram and Facebook, where you are in an environment where you actually see the other people and you're letting them know that, hey, I see you and I notice you and I recognize you and they are going to pay attention to you because you call them out in a way that keeps them engaged and and, then using also your MC skills to be able to really uh, entertain the party and not just with your music. So I I think that's super amazing. And it sounds like you're just having so much fun with it as well. And that that element of you having that natural attachment to a natural talent and entertaining people in that fashion, it's super great. And DJs, please like look at this example and, and see what ways you can tap into this space as well, because there's so much opportunity out there. If you're learning how to use new technology 
to build your career and transition your career online, you'll be well positioned for when we go back to in-person and when, you know, things are, are almost back to some type of new normal and you're able to capitalize both in-person and online. Mm-hmm. So that opens up a new revenue stream for you and you're able to really capitalize it and promote your career and move your career forward in this tough time. I would love to hear, you know, what is some of the things that you're focused on, you know, going forward? Do you think that this is something that's going to be long-term in regards to leveraging the Zoom events? Or you think that it's like temporary now, you're going to go back to weddings and other events um, when things open back up? Great question. I'm going to continue doing it all. I think live streaming is a big, going to be a big part of the future going on. So if people think about it, they used to travel all the time to concerts and do all these crazy things, but not everyone can do that now. Uh, hey, there's a lot of, not a lot of money for people that haven't been working. So how do they still get that entertainment factor where they can unwind without actually spending a lot of money? Well, a live stream is the best way to kind of go around it. I mean, at least the state that I'm in, things are starting to open up more. Like I've already DJed a couple weddings. I got a couple of corporate events and things of that nature. But it's really as a DJ, once this things kind of open up, it's kind of really what the path that person wants to do. What do they really want to do? For me, my focus right now is to acquire more digital uh, corporate gigs. So I want virtual corporate gigs because I know right now they probably have the most amount of money. So how can I get into there? Kind of get in front of them, kind of talk about what I do. Yeah, I could talk about the music trivia and stuff like that. That's a good way of selling it. Uh, but my also thinking is once everything does open up, you do all these crazy virtual gigs for all these corporations. Well, guess who they're going to call once they can do their holiday parties? Once they're going to call like, all right, we're all back. We want to throw a big party. We want to bring the DJ back into, yo, Josh, you did such a great job. We'd love to have you. So that's kind of my thinking process right there is narrow down my field, kind of almost like niche it almost down a little bit and kind of go for it. And that's the name of the game. But you don't necessarily always want to approach it. I'll just do anything and everything that comes my way. You can kind of miss a lot of things. But if you can narrow it down what you're really looking for, that you're going to set yourself up for so much better in the future. Great advice, man. And and how do you go about approaching these different corporate clients? And how do you go about landing these opportunities? Like what's your process or your strategy? Yeah, LinkedIn. So I, I know a lot of DJs aren't LinkedIn. I think that's a big miss for us on that social media platform. A lot of businesses are there. Uh, if you want to be, I don't know, like a professional looked in those eyes, LinkedIn is the profile you want to update and make sure that information is updated as well. Uh, but I do a lot of virtual networking events too. So I'm always trying to network in the Boston area. I'll try to network in the Atlanta, Georgia area, Florida, wherever there's an opportunity that can network that may not cost me a ton of money to network with that group, I'll probably go for it. Just keep in mind, you get what you pay for. So if you go all to these free events, yeah, you're going to have a bunch of people that want to talk to you, but they're all going to be life insurance salesmen. They're all going to be financialized and they all just want to do your business for you. So they'll sit down and talk to you all day, but you really got to figure out if I want these type of companies, you got to try to figure out how to get in front of them, but maybe also what areas to network into. So if you're looking to get in touch more of HR people, you got to figure out where the HR people are located that's my would be kind of like my little tip for everyone 
That's wonderful, man. You're a DJ that know how to mix music and have fun, but you're also a great businessman and a salesman. You know how to navigate the sales process. And a lot of DJs are lacking that skill. And I think that's something that you're bringing a lot of value to this podcast by teaching people the, 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 the ins and outs of how do you go through acquiring these customers that can really help you build and grow your business. So thank you for sharing that. You know, I'd love to hear, you know, about some of the challenges that you had, um, you know, going and making these transitions into um, the virtual world. Like when you were first starting out, what are some of some things that you learned that, you know, you wish you knew uh, going in or you wish you knew uh, when you were first starting out? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, when it comes to live streaming, there's a lot of gear questions. What type of gear do I use? Do I go out and get a brand new Sony A6000 mirrorless camera? Do I do a webcam? So a lot of that was a lot of kind of the guessing work, but also when this whole thing started, it was super hard to find gear just in general. Like you need an audio interface in order to take your music from your laptop, from your controller, your turntable or mixer, and you want to pump that into your the signal that goes out. Well, at one point you couldn't find those anywhere. And when you did, they were like three times the price. So it's like, all right, what are the other options that are out there I can figure out? So that's when you kind of make a little bit of your own network and kind of go into the network. Like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Who in my network can help me out here? You know, and they'll start standing out for like, oh, I can help you out. I actually have something like that I'm not using that I can give to you or I can sell to you on the cheap. Boom. Bada beam, bada boom. Also, a big thing, too, is as a DJ, we always want gear. It's always good to have extra vendors in your network, whether it's Guitar Center Pro, Sweetwater, Ben Stowe over NLFX Pro up in Minnesota. Those are like great contacts. So that's another way I kind of try to figure out the certain gears that I wanted to get. But then I actually have friends that are in uh, theater productions. So I borrowed their lights. So they gave me the up lights, like the lights you see behind me right here. Those are their, their up lights, the ones that are coming in front of me. Those are their up lights that I'm borrowing. So there's a kind of a nice agreement right there too. So anytime I do a live stream, I kind of shout them out with their businesses a little bit. So they kind of get recognition. So if anyone's looking for that, you know, there's someone they can go find. But that's kind of the main thing is like the gear. But you don't necessarily want to drop like 10 grand on all this new equipment, get a new laptop, get this, get that. That was kind of the hardest kind of way to kind of judge it, especially when you're not making a lot of money. How do we make this work the most efficiently and try to make a buck out of this, too? So, I mean, I was DJing for my cell phone for a lot of times, too, like the rest of us were. Yeah, man, I think that you have outlined it really well. And I think that it's super amazing just how far you've come and how quick you've pivoted and made progress. And like you said, it was trial and error in the beginning and you're able to to learn a lot in a short amount of time. Now, I would love to hear, you know, do you leverage any like green screen technology? I know you have an amazing background with your over 10,000 records <laughs> in the back. Uh, we're on the podcast, so the audience is not going to see it, but um, you have an amazing background. Um, do you just use that or do you um, tend to use green screen, screen as well in your live streams? I have not used any green screens just because of the, I guess, the green bleed lighting that can happen from those screens. And I know the technology, whether if you're using OBS Streamlabs or Ecamm, wasn't always the greatest it started. So I kind of stayed away from besides the vinyl record wall. That's a great statement piece right there. People just like, oh, wow, that's a lot of records. All right, maybe I'm going to go check out this guy for a little bit, see what he's got. So. That's kind of why I only use the records walls, but we kind of made some different shifts too. So where my turntables are located in my room, 
there's not a lot of big viewpoint from there. It's kind of like a wall, then a window. It's like, eh, it's kind of boring. I could certainly stick a green screen back there, but how do I get like this whole view here? Because if you saw some of these crazy DJ live streams, they had the vinyl records. Those are ones you kind of usually stuck around for a little bit just because like, oh, that's a lot of records. That took a lot of time to accumulate. So awesome brother now i think that's interesting it, it really got my attention so i can tell that your your, your viewers on your live stream parties are going to feel the same way as well now i have a really interesting question that i want to ask you know now that we're here and a lot of things are digital do you think that you're ever going to want to go back to in person especially if you figure out how to make money with the digital is it better the same worse or you have to have a little bit of both or you're going to be like really itching to get back to the in person as well talk to me a little bit about that Great question there. That's a really good question. I mean, for the live events that I have been doing already for weddings and things like I'm totally masked up, like if anyone's using the microphone, I have to sanitize it. Those extra steps, those are things I want to make sure I do for my clientele to protect them because I would feel horrible if something they got sick because I did not do something. But it's kind of like the name of the game. Like you really want to go out in the live person and you want to DJ in front of thousands of people. I mean, that's kind of like our genetic makeup. But if you can make more money live streaming from your bedroom where you don't have to set up and tear down and do all that stuff, I don't know, that kind of makes perks my interest really high because uh, at the end of the night, you're DJing for six hours and you got to break down and pack everything up, go home like that, that's probably the worst part of the night for everyone. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's interesting. I think we're going to an era where that might be possible. Um, in my experience of building this business, I've gotten approached by a number of clubs that actually want to stream DJs into their venues. Oh, nice. So I, I see it happening. I'm just really curious. And I, I love that you have a strong presence in the online stream and you figure out how to monetize it. So that's why I'm really asking you these questions. I, it's for more so my market research. I'm super excited about <laughs> this, this interview, man. And, you know, tell me some of the things that you really love about the live streaming aspect right now like some of those elements that you mentioned you know when you are over with the the, the event you don't have to break down your set uh -huh. you could just you know go to sleep uh what are some other things that really stand out that make it very appealing uh one big thing is that you can touch so many people across the world to me the whole live streaming the world was so big at one point now live streaming just got smaller and then with apps like clubhouse it even got smaller i'm like Everything is so easily accessible now, right now, for for the for a lot of variety of reasons. Like I was in the clubhouse, and uh, you remember Kid and Play? Yeah. Kid was in there. He was talking about his history about the music scene, and then another guy jumped on. Well, it happens to be the second second guy from the Sugar Hill Gang, Rapper's Delight. He was 17 years old when he recorded that record. He blew up, got out of the music industry for 20 years, but he used that money for that record to make businesses and supply jobs for his community. I was like, all right, that's kind of another way of thinking about it. But the way I think about it, everything's so smaller now. Like you can touch anyone and everyone. Like if there's an opportunity for me to DJ in New Zealand without me having to go to New Zealand now, I'm all over it. Now you just have another huge audience that you never had access to before then. That's pretty amazing in my eye right there. That's amazing. Because before it's like you're only in your little bubble. So if you're in the New England area, New New Jersey, that that's everyone who knows you is in that area. Unless you're a big touring international DJ, things of that nature got a little bit bigger. But live streaming, you, you can write your own tree of which direction you want to go because of this. And I kid you not. I mean, look at Miss Ninja. She is killing it on Twitch. Phenomenal. One of the, probably the top 10 best women DJs out there. But she 
banks doing private Zoom parties for corporations. And she does it very a la carte. So if she's like, oh, you want your logo up? Okay, that's this price. You want extra lights? It's this price. So she's doing like two $4,000 parties on Zoom. Why can't everyone do that, really? Wow. Now that's amazing. And she's using Twitch and other live streaming platforms, almost as lead gen, where they can watch her first and then they can book her for the private events. I think that's genius. So kudos to her and shout out to her for the amazing work she's doing. And, and shout out to you for you know, highlighting this opportunity that is right in front of our faces and not many DJs are really taking advantage of. And that's kind of why I'm in this business right now. I really see this as a huge opportunity for people to start making money doing the same work, but through digital platforms. And I think that there's a huge opportunity. That's why I'm super excited. I'm bullish about this opportunity and want to create more opportunities for DJs to make money from the comfort of their home. And I see that you're doing it well. So whatever I can do to help you and elevate what you're doing, I would love to participate. Oh, that'd be awesome. Thank you. But I think the best part about live streaming, this is the first opportunity DJs could actually work from their house. So before then, you had to go out like, oh, I'm DJing tonight. All right, pack up the car. <laughs> but now you are literally working from home and you can get paid dope money and you can not tear down your gear and you're touching all these people and you're doing what you love. I mean, that's kind of another reason why I live stream. It was kind of my way of my fixing for not being able to perform. Like I was going nuts. I've been a performer all my life you got to perform that's kind of like my little tick so live streaming that kind of fixed that tick a little bit like oh okay i fixed that little the urge of mine now i can kind of focus some other things too to kind of make some money out to take care of fam so awesome brother this has been an amazing interview i've learned a lot and you can see from my excitement just how interested i am in your story and this is really great man you know how can me and my audience help you in your current journey and some of the things that you're doing in the future so I am looking to grow my corporate virtual clients. Uh, so I do music trivia nights. We do dance parties, cocktail hours, things like that. So I'm looking to get in kind of contact with companies that are looking to do something different for their employees to give back to them. That's the type of groups that I want to work for. Something that kind of thinks a little bit outside the box, not necessarily orthodox type of company. So companies that want to have fun, Google, Apple, like those types of companies would be dope to work with. Awesome, brother. I got some homework to do because I'm going to definitely try to help you find some. And Thank are, you. Are, are you ready to jump into the lightning round? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Wonderful. Describe your DJ setup, hardware and software. Oh, software, Serato. I use Ecamm. Uh, hardware, I have a DDJ Pioneer 1000 SRT or just got to go old school techniques, M3Ds. Love those. Those are my babies. Besides yourself, who's your favorite DJ? Oh, there's so many. I guess Z Trip has been one that's been inspirational for me for a lot of my career. I, I thought I kind of adapt a lot of stuff because he can do so many different types of music. Uh, Sh Shammy D, he is my DJ mentor, my business coach. So he's he's like the guru when it comes to a lot of that stuff. But I think like the DJ that I most would sit there and listen to. It's got to be Boris Bradshaw, the techno German DJ. Like, I will sit there and listen to his sets all day. And I'm not a huge techno fan, to be completely honest with you. But his sets are, like, dope. What has been your favorite party or event you've DJed at and why? Victoria's Secret, when we used to go live, I did a bunch of those. They were the after-hour sales. It was super easy. Two hours on Sunday night from 6 to 8. I'd get there about 5 o'clock. The ladies would have so much fun because you'd have like this live music and you talk about the sales and promotions going on and 
all the people that have come in and out of the store were having so much fun. So those were super, super fun parties for me. Easy too. Who's the most interesting person you've met through DJing? Interesting person. Hmm. So many good ones. Dirty Digits at Scratch Academy NYC. That guy, he's just like a plethora of knowledge when it comes to learning how to DJ. Even Tyler Fingers over there. Those two guys are just, they just know so much, so much history. So if you're looking to become a scratching DJ, Digits knows like the whole gamut of the history behind it. And then Tyler, he can break down like everything for you. So it makes so much more sense. So you can just take those extra skills and just go even further with it. So what's one thing that you think is missing from live streaming for DJs? The uh, idea they can make money doing it instead of just doing it for fun. I think that's a big lack, something that they could uh, missing right there. They could figure out how to make money. Like just copy what I'm doing, guys. Seriously, you can make money. You can have a lot of fun and make money doing this. And shout out to DJs that you know personally whose story needs to be shared on this podcast. Oh, Shammy D. He would definitely be a good one to have. Uh, Dirty Digits would be a good one to have, too. He's just been in the game for so long, and he's been teaching at Scratch Academy for so long, too. He just knows anything and everything out there. Those are probably my two go-to right there. Awesome. I would love to hear their stories one day. And anyone that looking that's interested in being on the show can sign up at djsignup.com. And brother, where can people find you online or even in person if you're still doing events? Yeah, great question. So my Instagram handle is at Dapper Josh Co. That's C-O. My website is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash dapperjosh.com. Uh, for live events right now, they're mostly like private parties right now, but I'm looking to do some cool like uh, music trivia nights for, for everyone for a little fun to kind of get some ideas of how they could potentially use this as a tool to make some money for themselves. Awesome, man. This has been an amazing interview. And I believe that a lot of people are going to learn and want to tap into some of these resources of making money, streaming online, private events, online, public events, anything, just using live stream as a resource to continue and make money for your DJ career. So we're super excited. I feel like you're going to be one of the leaders in the future of making money from DJing online. And I'm super excited that we're connected. And this is where my passion is, this is where my you know, interest is in helping DJs transition their career online. So let's build, brother. Super excited to be working yeah, with you. Let's, yeah, uh, let's work hand in hand here and kind of build this up. I think this is dope that you're really doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you.